0: We are continuing with silence, and we are in chapter three, the letter of Sebastian Rodriguez
1: In this country, June marks the beginning of the rainy season. I have been told that the rain falls continuously for more than a month. With the coming of the rain, the officials will probably relax their vigilance, so I intend to make use of this opportunity to travel around the neighborhood and search out the remaining Christians. I want to let them know as quickly as possible that they are not utterly abandoned and alone. Mm -hmm. Never have I felt so deeply how meaningful is the life of a priest. These Japanese Christians are like a ship lost in a storm without a chart. I see them without a single priest or brother to encourage and console, gradually losing hope and wandering bewildered in the darkness. Yesterday, rain again. Of course this rain is no more than a herald of the heat that follows. But all day long it makes a melancholy sound as it falls in the thicket which surrounds our hut. The trees shake and tremble as they let fall the drops of rain. And then Garapa and I, pressing our faces to the tiny cracks in the wooden door, try to peer out into the surrounding world, seeing nothing but rain and more rain. A feeling like anger rises up within our breast. How much longer is this life to continue? Certainly both of us become strangely impatient and jittery, so that when either one of us makes even the slightest faux pas, oh, yeah, yeah, the other turns on him a baleful eye. This is only the result of nerves stretched taut like a bowstring day after day after day. Okay,
0: so that's uh, <coughs> that's something that we all face like when we're waiting uh-huh. for something. You know, your patience is being tested, right? And so let's say... You're waiting for test results, and they're not going to come until Monday. Or they might come Friday, but if they don't, then they're going to come Monday. And so all week you're waiting, hoping they're going to come on Friday. And you're on edge, and then they don't come. And now you have to go through Friday, Saturday, Sunday waiting for them, right? And so that's one of the, one of the common tests of life, just uh, are you able to be patient? And that's a type of struggle, the struggle of being patient. But for them, there's another element... Um, are they going to be in danger? Because they're living inside this shack on edge nonstop, and it's also turning them against each other. And that's what fear does. Fear makes you behave irrationally.
1: give you some more detailed information about these people of the village of Tomohi. They are poor farmers who eke out a living by cultivating potatoes and wheat in little fields. They have no rice fields. When you see how the land is cultivated right up into the middle of the mountain facing the sea, you are struck not so much by their indefatigable industry. So like it's
0: like unstoppable. Yeah. Indefatigable. So it's like unstoppable but also never getting tired
1: indefatigable industry as by the cruelty of the life they have inherited that the magistrate of nagasaki extracts from them an exceedingly harsh revenue i tell you the truth for a long long time these farmers have worked like horses and cattle and like horses and cattle they have died the reason our religion has penetrated this territory like water flowing into the dry earth is that it has given to this group of people a human warmth they never previously knew. For the first time, they have met men who treated them like human beings. It was the human kindness and charity of the fathers that touched their hearts.
0: And that's a very, very important point. Like, uh, why, did, why are they saying Christianity grew? Because for the first time, they're coming across people who are treating them like human beings, as opposed to treating them like horses and cattle. And this is a major, major point of why people convert. Sometimes people may convert because, you know, Islam makes sense to them. Sometimes people may convert uh, because they're seeking healing. But the real reason is people-to-people connection. And that's also a reason why a lot of people leave Islam is that they're not getting that connection. Right? That people are so painfully lonely that they don't want to do this anymore.
1: is that a valid reason to convert because of the way that religion makes you feel?
0: Well, I mean, people uh, enter the doorway for all kinds of different reasons, right? So not everyone enters the doorway just because of the Shahada, right? So Hamza, may Allah be pleased with him, you know, why did he convert? He was basically just defending his nephew. And then he goes on to becoming one of the most important Muslims, right? Um... And so, uh, think at the end where the Prophet, peace be upon him, is offering the leaders of the Quraysh, you know, what will it take for you to become Muslim? And one guy says, I want this big tract of land. And he says, okay, fine. Another person, you know, I want to go into the Muslim treasury. And he lets him go to the treasury, take out whatever he wants, and the Prophet asks him, are you satisfied? He goes, no. He goes, take some more. Are you satisfied? Yeah. Right? And so, that almost sounds like bribes. Right? But... Whatever it takes to get them to walk through the door. And then how they develop Islam from there, you know.
1: But what if a Christian person gave that offer to somebody?
0: And then they went in that direction. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. No, that's exactly the point.
1: Like... Yeah. Yeah, so how is that a valid reason then? Because like any nice person can come and make you feel sure. like a human being. So. Yeah,
0: and, and the point being, what do I then do with that? But we are saying this is a reality of human nature. That if the Prophet, peace be upon him, was abrasive, uh, the Quran itself says, you know, everybody would have run away from you. Right? And this is how human nature is. That uh, uh, a lot of times when you find Muslims who convert to Christianity... Whether they state it or not, one of the big reasons is because they go to, go to this church and everyone's welcoming them. And they go to the masjid and they feel like nobody's welcoming them. And is that a valid reason? We're, I'm saying that for walking through the door, not necessarily. Uh, but if that's the only reason, then they're probably not going to develop their religion very much. Yeah. So, but, you know... You'll uh, often remember when someone's being really compassionate and courteous to you, especially if you've never received it before. And yeah, that's how the human experience works. We would like to think that everyone converts because of intellectual reasons. In my life, I've met a tiny fraction of people who became Muslim because of intellectual reasons.
1: I mean, I don't know the reason why someone's supposed to convert, but yeah. some, sometimes it just seems like the reason that people convert could be used to convert to other religions, too. Absolutely. And
0: I think people do convert for those same reasons to other religions, right? And then it comes down to, well, what are they going to develop from there? I mean, if you go to the Baha'i Temple, it's a beautiful place, right? Mm -hmm. And then they have really good PR. If you go to the closest masjid, which is either MEC or... or, um, uh, Darussunnah, Darussunnah is the Bengalis, and inside it's a really nice place. Um, I don't know that they're really equipped to really take care of guests or welcome guests at all. MEC same, you know, um, and 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 so someone might decide that they feel more comfortable uh, at the Baha'is, and I'll level to judge them fairly. Right? What they do with their their development, their religion is a different issue, you know. That's what they'll really be judged on.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. What I was gonna say. So then it's like equal, basically. The person who converts to Christianity because they felt welcome, and the first person uh-huh. who converted to Islam because they felt welcome. They're basically equal then, like. Well, I mean,
0: that's what it's saying here. That's why they're converting to Christianity because they're being felt. They're feeling so welcome, right?
1: So then. I don't know. It just like, keeps going back like, like, why? like, why? Why, why, what? Like, why not? Like, Why can't you be Christian? Yeah. It's the same thing? I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. a stupid question. But no, okay. but I
0: mean, but I'm not saying that it is the same thing. I'm saying that the reasons people go through the first doorway, I mean, a lot of people become Muslim just to get married, right? Yeah. Uh, what they do with their Islam after that is a different issue. Maybe for the whole course of their life, that was their only reason for taking the Shahada nothing else. And Allah will all judge them fairly. Another person, the only reason they became Muslim is to get married, but then at some point they start actually learning about Islam. They're like, wow, this is, this is something pretty wonderful. And then they start developing their Islam. And sometimes the Muslim-raised person spouse doesn't like it, because now the other person's changing and such. Right? And so each person will be judged fairly. But the fact of the matter is that more often people are converting for emotional reasons. But then that's
1: just a superficial layer. Like you're saying like the deeper layer is their so yeah, that's, that's where it counts.
0: Yeah. I mean, why are you and I Muslim? Alright, okay. Dun, dun, dun! I okay, can continue. Mm-hmm.
1: I have not yet met all the people of Timo. This is because, from fear of the officials, only two villagers can climb up to our little hut each night. Truth to tell, in spite of myself, I cannot help laughing when I hear the mumbling Portuguese and Latin words in the mouth of these ignorant peasants
0: so look at look at uh, uh look at how he's describing them, ignorant peasants, right, and I can't help but to laugh when i 'm hearing them talk right so little by little we're getting clues of his own arrogance. <laughs> You know, he's supposed to be the guide and the teacher, but he also sees them as less. Um, I don't
1: know. What is
0: that? Prideus Angelus or Angelus Beato.
1: Yeah. And so on. The sacrament of confession they call shan. Heaven they call Parias. Hell is inferno. Not only are their names difficult to remember, but their faces all look the same, which causes not a little embarrassment. We confuse Ichizo with Seisuke, and we get Omatsu mixed up with another woman called Saki.
0: So even look at that. They're saying all these Japanese look the same, right? Which is basically almost a type of bigotry.
1: Told you something about Mokichi, so I would like now to say a few words about a couple of the other Christians. Ichizo is a man of about 50 who comes at night to our hut, and he always wears on his face an expression which makes you think he is angry. While attending Mass and after it is over, he says not a word. In fact, however, he is not angry at all. This is just his natural expression. He is extraordinarily curious and he scrutinizes carefully every movement and gesture of Garape and myself with his narrow, wrinkled eyes. Mm-hmm. Omatsu, I'm told, is Ichizo's elder sister. Long ago, she lost her husband and is now a widow. Twice, she has come up right to our place with her niece, Sen, carrying on her back a basket of food for us. Like Ichizo, Shiju is extremely inquisitive, and together and together with their niece... Oh, where did I go? Yeah, right. And together with her niece... Scrutinizes, Scrutinizes Garape and me as we eat our meal. And what a meal. You couldn't imagine how wretched it is. A few fried potatoes and water. And while Grappa and I gulp it down, the two women look on, laughing with evident satisfaction. Mm-hmm.
0: So, look at the language again. It's this wretched few fried potatoes in water, you know.
1: and water. And not being grateful.
0: Yeah, not being grateful. And however, the people who are serving them feel really satisfied that, okay, we gave them food that they like. You know,
1: Ingratitude, yeah. the root of disbelief. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, are we really so queer exclaimed Grappe once flaring up in anger is our way of eating so funny look
0: at that they're laughing and so then he's getting upset you know the way way we're eating you find that funny Uh, this is not the proper behavior of a pastor type figure yeah
1: So do you think that's just them seeing the worst in people?
0: I think um, Mm -hmm. that we're being exposed to their character and we're being shown how and why they're going to really be tested through the course of the story, right? I mean, they went all the way to Japan to save Christianity, Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't seem like they care all that much about the Christians, right? And this is a common thing you find in people of faith, that they kind of forget that their focus is on the people, like in the case of Islam, you don't really have to save Islam Allah Allah protects Islam. You have to do what you can to help the Muslims, and by extension, everyone else.
1: They didn't understand a word he said, but burst out laughing, their faces crumpling up like paper. But let me tell you something more about the secret organization of the Christians. I have already explained about the offices of Jisama and Tosama, and the that the Josama is responsible for the sacrament of baptism, and that the Tosama have the job of instructing the faithful in prayer and in catechism. These Tosama have moreover made a calendar of all the feasts of the church and teach the faithful accordingly. From what they say, the feasts of Christmas, Good Friday, Easter, all are celebrated by these Tosama. Needless to say, they cannot have mass on these days since there are no priests, but they secretly set up a holy picture in one of the houses and recite their prayers in front of it. They say their prayers in Latin, just like us, Pater Noster, Ave Maria, and so on. And in the intervals between the recitation of their prayers, they chat about everything and anything. Nobody knows when the officials may come bursting in, but if that should happen, everything is so arranged that the Christians can say they are simply having some kind of meeting together. Since the rebellion of Shimabara, the lord of this district, has made an extremely thorough effort to hunt down the hidden Christians. Every day the officials go around making a thorough inspection of every village, and, some, and sometimes they'll make a sudden swoop upon a house when no one is expecting it. For example, since last year a decree has been issued forbidding anyone to make a fence or hedge between his house and that of his neighbor. They want everyone to be able to see into the house of his next-door neighbor and, if he notices any suspicious behavior, to report it at once. Anyone who informs on us priests receives a reward of 300 pieces of silver. For one who informs on a brother... The reward is 200, and anyone informing on a Christian receives 100. I don't need to tell you what a temptation such an amount of money must be for these destitute peasants. Consequently, the Christians have almost no trust in the people of the other villages.
0: So, a couple things here. <coughs> so, 100 pieces of silver for people who barely have clothes and food is going to be a gigantic amount of money, right? But then the result of this ransom that's being offered, or the reward that's being offered, means nobody trusts anybody else. So that strategy, if the goal is to succeed in keeping all these people in different villages separate from each other, then it's working.
1: (laughs) I have already told you that Mokichi and Ichizo have expressionless faces, much like puppets. Now I understand the reason why. They cannot register on their faces any sorrow, nor even joy. The long years of secrecy have made the faces of these Christians like masks. This is indeed bitter and sad. Why has God given our Christians such a burden? This is something I fail to understand. In my next letter, I'll tell you about our search for Ferreira and also about Inue. Do you remember the man who, at Macau, Valignano said was the most to be feared? Please give my respects and my promise of prayers to Father Minister Lucius de Sanctis. Um, do
0: you want to stop or do you want to continue? Do you have to go? I'm fine. Well, let's do at least this next page until the, the next pause. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, this chapter's long.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty long chapter.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Rain again today. Garape and I are lying in the darkness on the straw that serves us for a bed. Tiny little lice are crawling over my neck and back so that sleep is out of question. Japanese lice keep quiet during the day, but at night they walk all over our bodies, brazen, unmannerly wretches. Until now.
0: So wretch is the same w- word he's using to describe, you know, the, the food and such. And he's using the same word for for lice.
1: Until now, no one has gone so far as to climb up to our hut on such a rainy night. So So we have a chance to rest, not only our bodies, but also our nerves, stretched to breaking point by this daily tension. Listening to the sound of the rain dripping from the trees, in the groove, my thoughts have turned again to Father Ferreira. The peasants of Tomogi know absolutely nothing about him, but it is certain that until the year 1633 the father was carrying on an underground apostolate at Nagasaki not too far from where we are, and it was precisely in that year that all communication between himself and at Macau was caught like a cord. I wonder if he is still alive. Could it be true, as the rumor goes, that he groveled like a dog before the infidels and cast away everything to which he had hitherto devoted his life? And supposing he is alive? Is he too listening to the depressing sound of this rain, and with what feelings? Suddenly, I turned to Garape, who was fully engaged in his battle with lice and unburdened myself. If one of us could go to Nagasaki, we might find some Christians who know Father Ferreira. In the darkness, Garape stopped his twisting and turning and coughing. Then he commented, if we were caught, it would be the end. This is not just a problem for the two of us. The danger extends to these peasants around us. Anyhow... Don't forget that we are the last stepping stones of the gospel in this country. I uttered a deep sigh. He raised his body from the straw, and as he peered intently at me, I could gauge his way of thinking. The faces of Mokichi, Ichizo, and the youngsters of Tomogi came before my eyes one by one. But but could no one go to Nagasaki in our place? No, that wouldn't do either. These people had relatives and dependents. Their position was quite different from that of the priest without wife and children. What about asking Kichijiro? I ventured. Garape laughed a dry laugh, and I also recalled to mind the scene on the ship, the cowardly figure of Kichijiro, with his face buried in the filth, clasping his hands and begging for mercy from the sailors. Crazy, remarked my companion. You can't trust him an inch. Then we laughed, then we lapsed into a long silence. The rain pattered rhythmically on the roof of our little hut like the trickling of sand through an hourglass. Here night and solitude are identical, and we too will be caught like for. And we, too, will be caught like Ferreira, I murmured. I'm more worried about these insects crawling all over my body, retorted Grappe. Since coming to Japan, he has always been in good spirits. Good spirits. Perhaps he feels that with good nature and humor, he can, he can give courage to both of us. To tell you the truth, my own feeling is that we will not be captured. Man is a strange being. He always has a feeling somewhere in his heart that whatever the danger he will pull through... It's just like when on a rainy day you imagine the faint rays of the sun shining on a distant hill. I cannot picture myself at the moment of capture by the Japanese. In our little hut, I have a feeling of eternal safety. I don't know why this should be. It's a strange feeling. At last the rain has stopped after three days of incessant falling. We can only judge this from the white ray of sunlight that penetrates a crack in the wooden door of our hut.
0: Okay. Uh, Let's stop right here. And we'll continue next time on page 35.